Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and uh, being the host, that means that uh, I get to have guests. And I'm very, very fortunate today to have John Heyman here from FanRag Sports as our special guest. John, welcome back to the show. Uh, Good to be back, Al. Yeah, well, and I appreciate you taking the time out. Looks like you've had a busy, busy day uh, in Mets land there. So uh, I assume we're still waiting on... Yeah, yeah. The, what uh, I don't even know what can be said at this point. Uh, our, a rough week. Our, our it was a really, really rough week, and now they're going to play the Nats. Not the, exactly the right time, but you know what? If they can take two out of three, I'm sure they'll be thrilled and feel much better about themselves. But yeah, they're going to be concerned about Syndergaard. He's still slated to pitch Sunday, so we will see what happens there. Cespedes obviously has now gone on the DL, and he will be out a while, as we saw from him being taken off the field basically or hobbled off the field um so it's it's a rough situation right now but it is early as they say yeah that's true and uh do we have mri results yet or are those uh, still to come perhaps later we today we don't have them but uh, you, you could tell from him being the way he was taken off the field he'd be on the dl and it's not going to be 10 or 11 days it'll be longer than that i mean you know i don't i'd only be speculating but uh you know it's it's going to be a little while for cespedes i would think yeah, and I think that uh, seems like a very, very safe assumption to make. Uh, so with Suspect is out, uh, you know, the, one of the things I really was looking forward to asking you about, and I still am, uh, is what the Mets' outlook is on getting some playing time for Michael Conforto. So, you know, in, in an unfortunate way, I think that's been resolved for the short term. But uh, what's the thinking around the Mets uh, in terms of that situation uh, when Suspedes does come back? Yeah, well, he's been uh, among the more productive players to this point, so they'd like to get him in the lineup, and certainly now he will be in the lineup. Duda is now going on rehab today, so uh, Duda shouldn't take too much longer. And and when he once he's back, then there's you know uh, an ex the, the, an extra player back, and then we'll, we'll see. But I, I would say the way they've performed so far, Bruce and Conforto have been the ones who've been productive. So I, I would anticipate that Conforto will continue to play if he hits like this. So you think uh, when Duda's healthy and back in the lineup that as long as Bruce produces that maybe Bruce shifts over to first base if uh, Suspendes is back in the lineup? Uh, well, once Duda comes back, Duda Duda will be back at first. But for for now, um, I, I would say uh, that Bruce will get some more time at first base. Um, so, but I do think Conforto needs to stay in that lineup uh, right for now, as long as they've got these guys out. And uh, even after that, uh, right now, uh, you know, they need production wherever they can get it. So uh, Conforto needs to play. Uh, is there any movement towards building some additional pitching depth, which is something you wouldn't think the Mets would necessarily need, but it, now it, it does seem like a big need. Uh, is there anything going on on that front? Well, I think he, they're now in the boat with almost everybody else, uh, with the potential exception of maybe Cleveland. There are a couple teams that have a rotation depth. Uh, you know, I guess the Dodgers have depth. Um so, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're just in the boat with everybody else. Nobody's trading any pitching depth uh, at this point. So uh, right now they're a little thin. Obviously, you've got Mats and Lugo who started out, and now uh, Syndergaard looks like he'll be okay for Sunday, or at least they're hoping that. We'll see. Uh, it's still a question uh, uh, there. So, uh, you know, I don't think they can do anything about that right now. Uh, they got to go with what they've got. There's nobody trading a starting pitcher. It just, it just isn't available. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, at least not at this point. Now, you know, John, you recently uh, for FanRag wrote your inside baseball piece on potential sellers, the sellers market, and you uh, power ranked 19 teams uh, with the White Sox at the top. So, uh, you know, maybe it seems uh, early to, to be thinking about that, but, you know, it, it comes up quickly and certainly, you know, fantasy owners want to get ahead of the curve in terms of anticipating who might be selling off. So uh, starting with the White Sox, uh, what do you think is the likelihood that Quintana gets moved? I think it's pretty likely that Quintana gets moved. Probably even more likely that Robertson gets moved. But uh, I would say that uh, there's a good chance that that both will get moved at some point here. Maybe maybe not quite this early. Quintana obviously hasn't been his best to this point. They say it's really only been two bad innings. But uh, I think people would like to see a more consistent performance out of him uh, before trading away top prospects for him. And that will be the anticipation for the White Sox. And Robertson is... uh, back to with the form they had with the Yankees. I don't know whether uh, the knee was bothering him last year or, or what, but uh, he says he's eaten more salads, I guess, and lost five pounds. He always seemed to be in great shape to me, but I guess every <laughs> every pound helps, as, as basically all of us uh, listening and, and on the show probably understand. So uh, those, those are really their two most valuable pieces, but the way they're starting out, they probably will be able to trade Holland or Shields or uh, Miguel Gonzalez um, as the Shields needs to come back off the DL, but all three of them have shown uh, some good games so far. Uh, you know, well, that's uh, those are some names that we don't hear as much as Quintana, you know, and again, from a fancy perspective, just because they're not as high end, but right. it does, you know, they have to be replaced. So uh, do you think the Sox are looking at bringing up uh, Lucas Giolito or Ronaldo Lopez, uh, or, you know, is there, there some other plan in place, uh, you know, to to restock that rotation. Yeah, I mean, they have very good young pitchers at AAA, and um, yeah, I, I think they would look at uh, exactly those guys you mentioned, Giolito and Lopez and Fulmer, uh, to be in that rotation. They'd like to have a nice young rotation. They're rebuilding, as we know. They've made no bones about it, and those are the guys. Kopech uh, is the guy with the highest ceiling uh, among that group, and uh, he they're determined to keep him in the minors this year. He is at AA currently, and so we probably see him uh, the following year, but not this year. Uh, do you would you know they've uh, got a little bit of a history of bringing up their their top shelf prospects and putting them in a relief role. You know they did that with with Chris Sale, of course. Uh, so I was I was very intrigued to hear you say that Fulmer would come up as a starter. Now he's already spent some time in the bullpen. Uh, do you see them possibly doing that with Kopech uh, next year? Um, yeah, next year he, I think he, he there's a good chance that he will be with the team, um, and uh, I think they like to see him as a starter. You always uh, take your top prospects and hope that they can be starters, and then uh, if need be, move them to the pen. So I think they'd like to uh, potentially have him in the rotation at some point next year. But as I said, Giolito, Lopez, Fulmer, those are guys for this year, potentially. If they trade two or three or four of these guys that are currently on the team, we may see all of these guys except for Kopech. That's next year. All right. All right. Well, uh, you've got the Twins second on your list, and you mentioned Irvin Santana uh, certainly helping his cause in a huge way uh, on the, the market. 
Um, but Brian Dozier, I mean, he was reportedly close to being dealt to the Dodgers in the offseason. And, of course, the Dodgers just went ahead and filled that need with Logan Forsythe. So what does the market for Dozier look like at this point? Yeah, I, I think it's probably pretty small. I, the Dodgers really were the team for Dozier. And that was a little surprising they weren't able to work it out. The Dodgers went to uh, uh, Forsythe. And now, of course, they brought Utley back as well. And they've got Kiki Hernandez. So uh, I'm not sure what the market is going to be uh, for him. Santana, the issue had been uh, other teams wanted uh, wanted the Twins to pay part of that. Now, that certainly should not be the case, as the Twins have said. Uh, Santana has been the best pitcher in the American League to this point. That contract is is pretty reasonable, uh, considering his performance. Anyway, I think, I mean, he's a solid starter. Uh, the way he's performed so far, he's performing like a number one. So you, you, sh- they should be able to get something uh, pretty good for him. And, you know, there's seven or eight teams that are really sellers, and uh, there's no question about that. And, and, you know, of course, some of them have started out okay, but that doesn't mean they're not going to sell when the opportunity arises. And that would include, of course, the Reds and the, uh, the Brewers, who are off to pretty good starts in the Rays. So, um, you know, at least a half dozen teams are in that rebuilding mode. Padres, of course. Yeah, well, you know, the Brewers, they've, they've been a nice surprise. I mean, I don't think anybody necessarily expects them, expects them to really contend this year. But what, you know, what they've done in a short time is, is pretty impressive bringing on, you know, Eric Thames and, and you know, getting some, you know, seemingly, you know, inconsequential uh, pieces like like Hernan Perez, uh, who, you know, who's worked out really well. Chase Anderson, who's having, you know, a really nice season so far. Uh, who now, of course, Ryan Braun's the big name there. But uh, who, including Braun, do you think could get moved? Well, I, I know they'd like to move Matt Garza. I'm not sure they're going to be able to. They'd have to offset mo- most of that. Um, you know, there was talk in the off season about, or the, uh, even the spring training about Peralta. He's off to a very nice start. So I know Texas and some other teams have talked about him. They talked about Guerra with teams uh, in the off season. Now he got hurt in his first start, so he's got to get back and pitching uh, well. But I mean, Braun is is the big name there. They were looking at, and he becomes a 10-5 guy on May 14th, where he is in full control and my understanding is that uh, he either wants to stay with the Brewers or go to the Dodgers he's got a list of six now that uh, he can be traded to but uh, I think at this point uh, the Dodgers are unlikely to make a move and I don't see the Giants making that kind of a move before May 14th so it's going to be a 10-5 player almost for sure and then it'll be either the Dodgers or stay with the Brewers for Braun. Ah, well, that's uh, that'd be interesting if he stayed with the Brewers. You know, again, given given the rebuild mode that they're in, it, it sort of seems like a a round peg in a square hole. But again, they, they've been, I think, a better team than a lot of people thought. So maybe that, right, that works he, out. If he's for them. ten and five. It's up to him, and they're not really driving that bus. I, they think oh, they would like to trade uh, Ryan Braun. Uh, he's a very productive player. I understand that, but uh, they're looking more toward the future than this year. I think it's nice that they got off to a good start. They're very pleased with that. But uh, you know, they've got great players coming. I think for Lewis Brinson is going to be excellent in the outfield. I think. A hater, a lefty, uh, looks like a left-handed version of Lincecum, maybe. I mean, that might be stretching it a bit, but he, he looks pretty good. They've got some prospects. They've done a nice job there. But I, I still think, realistically, uh, we're looking to the future more than uh, this year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, well, if Braun does decide to stay, that's that's a tough situation. Because, like you say, Brinson, you would think they would bring him up sooner than later. And that, that's a very crowded outfield without Lou Brinson. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm they, not sure what some prospects they've got some players in the outfield. They've done a nice job uh, getting Brinson was a good move uh, from Texas. Uh, I, I didn't think that uh, trade initially was was that great for them. But uh, Brinson uh, really has won me over. Uh, it looked really good in spring training. Uh, he's going to a guy who's going to need to play. They obviously have uh, other outfield prospects as well, including Brett Phillips. Um, they've got they've got some players, particularly in the outfield. Uh, well, let's uh, uh, hit one more team, John, that I know uh, you, you've got a busy day today. you got to go. we got to go to break in, in about a minute. But uh, the Reds are another one of the teams that you mentioned. Zach Cozart is another player who seemed to be on the verge of being traded. Uh, I was a, a bit surprised to see him start the year with the Reds. I figured we'd see a uh, Peraza uh uh, oh boy, and I can't remember the uh, the name of the guy they got from the Mets. Uh, but uh, you know, young double play combo there. Oh, Dilson uh, Herrera. Thank you very much, Dilson Herrera. No problem. No <laughs> so uh, this is John. This is why why I have you on the show, <laughs> among many <laughs> other it. things. Dilson Herrera. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, what what is this? Yeah, they made they made trades already. They've made some good trades, and uh, they didn't look like they were making. They were great trades at the time, but they've become uh, very good trades. Um, Duval has become a good player. I think Shebler has power. Uh, you know, they they look a lot better now than they did at the start of the year. They've done a nice job. Cozart has gotten off to a great start, so he's helped them if they're going to trade him. Uh, Storin is off to a nice start. I mean, I, obviously he's not going to the Nats, who still look like they might be able to use a closer, but he looked good look tradable. I mean, even Bronson Arroyo kind of looks tradable the way he's pitched so far. We'll see about that. I mean, they may like to keep him around, uh, you know, just for the fans' sake. And, you know, he probably isn't that valuable in trade, but uh, it be interesting to think about. Um, you know, I, I've even heard that maybe if Homer Bailey comes back and shows he's healthy, uh, that was a mistake to sign him to a $100 million deal, but, you know, everybody makes a $100 million mistake every now and then. And, of course, you've got Scott Feldman, who's a, a guy who's been, uh, he's a stalwart of the uh, trade deadline season. He's often on the block and sometimes traded at the deadline. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of things to consider there uh, with that team and, you know, like the Brewers, maybe a little better than, than people thought.